This is Saturday, June 25th, and we've devoted our study at the end of this week to the parable of the prodigal son. We've been looking at the father pour his love into the younger son, the one that took off and blew the inheritance. We've left out the, other, the older boy. Why does Jesus end the story with him? Well, remember, Jesus has told this series of parables in response to the relig religious leaders. They were grumbling because Jesus was spending so much time with sinners. It just didn't make sense that a popular rabbi would hang out with people they considered the deplorables. The older son represents those religious leaders. And notice what happens when the father throws a party for the younger son. His older brother just cannot believe it. Here's our text, Luke 15, 28-30. The older brother became angry and he refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. That does seem like the father, in his mind, is rewarding bad behavior. You see, he's stayed home. He's slaved away, as he puts it, for his father. And the father has never done anything to show him a kindness like this, never thrown him a party. Now, if we, should, we think that the older son would rejoice that his younger brother is alive and back home. But we'd be wrong. Now, of course, in the ancient world, his behavior also would have been a scandal. The oldest son would be at his father's party, and he would usually be the one designated to greet the guests as they arrive. It was his job to tell the guests what the party is about and to encourage them to enter into his father's joy. Do you see why he refuses to join the party and to fulfill his calling as the oldest son? He's filled with pride, but he does not know the heart of his father. He feels that all he's done for the father was really slaving away. You see, the younger son ran from his father by going to a far country, but the older son hadn't enjoyed his father either. He ran from him even though he stayed home. He feels his father owes him. A few years back on This American Life radio program hosted by Ira Glass, David Ellis Dickerson told his story. He grew up in an evangelical home, and when he went to college, he felt like everything he believed in fell away. He felt like the faith he had lived for all his life disappeared in the rubble of his doubt. His faith crumbled. By then he'd been away from home six years, and he was angry. He was angry because he felt he'd wasted his life following Jesus. Then he had a chance to return home. And when he did, all of his anger was directed to his father. Not long into his visit with his dad, they went out to eat. And David looked at himself and his dad, and they were both wearing cowboy hats and boots. <laughs> and David felt like this was a showdown with his father. And he had plenty of ammunition for his attack. 
He was ready to show his dad that all the beliefs were empty. It was all a fraud. And he waited for the perfect opening at the meal. And then he launched into an attack on his dad. I mean, he released all of his venom, telling his dad it was all a pipe dream. His faith was not real. Jesus, eternal life, the Bible, none of it. Then David said, He quietly let me do my thing. And then he said, I'm really proud of everything you've done. This young, angry young man was stunned. How can you argue with goodness and decency? What can you say in the face of your father that so clearly, who so clearly loves you? You see, David had showed up for a fight with his father, and when he walked away, he was overwhelmed by his father's love. David didn't feel condemned or controlled or manipulated. He felt free. And beyond his doubts and anger, he could see the living faith of his father. I think this is what Jesus hoped for from the religious leaders. That when he talked about the love of the father, his parable would reveal just how much the father also loved them as well. I try to imagine the father in the parable urging the older son to to enter into his joy to come inside to the party and see his love. And this is where Jesus leaves us hanging. He doesn't tell us what the older son ends up doing. I think this is because this is the question he's posing to those religious leaders. Will you see that God has loved you as well? Will you take refuge in your religion, your religious practices and your pride? Or will you rejoice that God is bringing the lost sheep home? and carrying him on his shoulders, and bringing him into his house. This is where Jesus leaves us at the end of the parable of the prodigal son. Will we enter into our Father's joy? Will we also live in the abundance of his love for us? Let's pray. Our loving God, for some reason, we put limits on your love. We draw circles and push people out, but you open up and free a free and living way through the death of Jesus. Thank you for your patience with us. Give us eyes to see your glory and to bask in your goodness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.